0: Is it really possible to improve your target language by just conducting different interviews with different people from all over the world? And by conducting an interview, I mean, of course, in your target language. That's basically the topic or the question I try to investigate in the next few episodes. I have already conducted some of the interviews. And I can tell you that up front, that it scared the shit out of me. I felt embarrassed in a way, but, you know, sometimes you have to overcome your fears in order to get further with your English or with your target language, and... I'm going to share you all my experience I had lately and, and I hope you will enjoy the interviews and the whole process. So let's get started.
1: Producing a podcast in a target language I think is a great way to practice a language. It's also very ambitious and challenging. Um, you're learning the language, and you're also trying to produce it as well. So you got to think about what your podcast will be. You'll have to research the topic as well as look up new words, and then uh, write down a script and to formulate your ideas. So I think I think it's very challenging, but it's it's a great way, and I think it's great what you're doing. It's also a great way uh, for you to get feedback. I think some native speakers or even other language learners that are perhaps at a higher level will listen to it and then give you feedback on whether it's you know word choice or pronunciation or vocabulary or grammar points to learn, and it will also help other students. Um, you know When you're learning a language, you tend to speak more slowly because you need time to, to recall words or think about what you're trying to say, um, and a slower speaker, whether it's a native speaker or somebody learning the language, is generally easy to understand. And and finally, combining a hobby with language learning is, is said to be a good way. I've never done it, but I know some polyglots that speak multiple languages uh, do that as well. For example, if you're learning a language and you have an interest in photography or cooking, um, you could look up recipes in your target language and you would be able to enjoy your hobby and, and incorporate your language learning at the same time. This was
0: Chris from Canada a very enthusiastic language learner as well. And he was actually one of the very first persons who was willing to do an interview with me. And by the way, I was so happy a native speaker helped me out. Thanks a lot Chris. Due to the time difference between Switzerland and Canada, he proposed to send me his answers in form of different audio files. That means, this was basically not a one-to-one real-life interview, but anyways, I could appreciate, and I mean, you are not supposed to start out from zero to hero, making a step after the other will do the trick, I am sure about that. So let's listen again to the parts which I liked the
1: most. And you're also trying to produce it as well. So you got to think about what your podcast will be. You'll have to research the topic as well as look up new words and then uh, write down a script and to formulate your ideas. So I think, I think it's very challenging, but it's, it's a great way. And I think it's great what you're doing.
0: Yeah, and by the way, I do all my researches in English, of course. That way I get as much exposure as possible. And depending on the episode, it really took me ages to produce. And on the other hand, it doesn't really feel like I am learning a language because I am so engaged and time flies by. And all of a sudden you are realizing that you are actually learning something.
1: It's also a great way... Uh, for you to get feedback, I think some native speakers or even other language learners that are perhaps at a higher level will listen to it and then give you feedback on whether it's you know word choice or pronunciation or vocabulary or grammar points to learn.
0: Yeah, receiving feedback is a very good point here and it is so valuable when it comes to learning a language But I have to mention as well that it is not that easy to find people. Or in other words, you can't expect people that they automatically send you your mistakes and pronunciation tips. You should probably reach out to people in person and ask them for help or you could find a learning group where you could then show them your podcast. And on the other hand, you really must be able to receive feedback. I mean, you should know how to deal with feedback in a positive way and don't take it too seriously.
1: And and finally, combining a hobby with language learning is is said to be a good way. I've never done it.
0: Yeah, and I think that podcasting is becoming or has become kind of a passion of mine and it is so cool just to produce something or to read articles about it and it's just having fun with the positive side effect of learning English. That was actually it, this was episode number 11, and I want to thank you very much for listening to my Fluent Podcast, I'm your host Daniel Goodson from Switzerland, and this was a kind of different approach, normally I jot down different keywords or whole sentences beforehand, But this time I just tried to speak without any bullet points or so. I recorded a few seconds and then I re-listened and then I went forward. Anyway, I hope you could appreciate. Have a good one.